Hey kids, this is me, I see we're from back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. We got a ton of good stuff ahead of us. We're gonna go to the gym, we're gonna like talk about this, we're gonna talk about that, we're gonna have some food keep stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Let's get ready to uh let's get ready to rumble, man. Let's get ready to get into the show. Grandmaster Grandpa, get the beat. Okay, I see robot. I am on the tech twelve. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. As we return to the station, IC Robots is hard at work when a co-worker comes in. Hey pal, it's nice to see you again. Listen bro, do you have any food cubes on you? I really need one in the cafeteria is raising the prices to one Skrilla a cube. And all I have are Johnny coins. Nah man, I'm sorry, I don't, um, I don't have any food cubes. I warned you dude, stay away from those things. They're weird man, and like, uh, what's, what's a Skrill? Anyway, I, 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 I don't, I don't know that, uh, denomination. 1000 J coins is one Skrill and I only have 20 J coins. Listen dude, I've been nice, but if you don't give me a Skrill, I don't know if I can control myself. Nah, man, I'm sorry, I wish I could help you, but it's like, I don't have a cube, and I don't have a Skrill either. My, uh, my last paycheck hasn't gone through to my bank yet. I gotta, I gotta talk to somebody about that. Sorry, man. I really need a cube. I feel like, lightheaded and kind of foggy without one. That does not sound good, dude. You need to stay away from those cubes. I've tried to tell you a few times, but it's like, I, I just, you, just, you just gotta stay away. It's not good. They're not, they don't seem healthy at all. Do you, um, I have an apple. You want an apple? An apple? Of course I don't want an apple. I want an apple-flavored food cube. Listen, I've been nice and I've tried to be cool to you, but if you don't give me a skrill or a cube, I'm going to go ape on you. I swear, I will punch you in the stomach. Dude, listen to yourself. You're gonna punch me in the stomach if I don't give you a food cube? Just chill, just chill. Here, take this apple and just tranquillo, man. Just calmado, mijo. Just chill out. I will not chill out and I will also throw this apple across the room. Give me what I want or you will get it. I am serious. Do I look like I'm kidding? No, you don't look like you're kidding. And that was a Honeycrisp apple, dudes. That's not like some mealy, like, red delicious. That's a great apple, and you smashed it. You better you better get out of my area now, or I swear I'm going to pump kick you right in the chest. Get out now. I want the food cube, and you better give it to me now. I mean it. I will attack you. Give me the cubes. No, no, get back, get back, get back. I said, I don't have any cubes. Oh, okay, fine. I will leave. I don't think there are cubes here anyway. Let's return to Earth. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. When I was coming up, like back in the days of Binkley, like way back in the days of early Rincon Valley life, man, the A-Team was like one of the biggest deals of all the things out there. Everybody I knew watched the A-Team, and then the day after the A-Team was on TV, everyone would come in and you would play 
you would play a team together, man. The A team was like it was like a sensation, dude. It was a sensation, and then the star, you could say the star, the star of the show, Mr. T, was also like a sensation in his own way. There was like cereal, he was in like wrestling, there were like separate Mr. T toys, there were like A-team toys. Dip back into the days of the Toys R Us report, like way back in the days of my old show, I think it was like episode number 23, I did a full-on report about the A-team toys that you just heard in that commercial, but like, the A-team was everything in a way. It was, like, the biggest deal of all the deals at the time, and I think that, like, I think that this is the reason why. The A-Team was made up of, like, a few different guys, and each guy represented a different personality, and I think that when it came, like, it came time to, like, play on the playground and, like, pretend to be one of the A-Team, there was, like, a different guy that each guy felt like they could relate to. For example, you had, like, Mr. T, who was the tough guy, you know, who was ever the dude in your playgroup who was, like, you know, the tough dude, they would be Mr. T. And then you would have the guy who would be like, I'm the leader of the group. I'm the cool guy, the leader, the head, the brain. You know, if we form like Voltron, I happen to be the head. And that guy would be, that guy would be Hannibal. And then you would have the dude who was like, I'm cute. I'm cool. I wear an Izod sweater with the collar popped up. I am face man. And then the dude that I related to the most at the time, the guy that goes by the name of Howling Mad Murdoch, because I was always like the weird one. I was like the crazy one. I was the zany guy, but I think that, like, these different archetypes of characters is what really made the show super successful. It was just, dude, I cannot explain to you how over the A-Team was. Everyone was into it. Interestingly enough, when I look back, I cannot remember very many, like, individual episodes of the A-Team. I remember one where, like, there was, like, wrestling with, like, Hulk Hogan in it, and I remember, I remember a few others, but, like, they were all, like, like, mainly the same. You know, the A-Team would go to some town, and they would help people out. They would make wappy, wacky, wacky weapons out of the car, and it was just like a battle would ensue, and the A-Team would win. They were all largely the same, and I, I sometimes wonder if I ever even, like, if I ever watched the show, like, every week, or if I was just, like, into it and just, like, played A-Team, because I didn't have, like, a large control over the TV. We would watch whatever my parents wanted to watch. I didn't have my own TV. I couldn't go, like, I'm going to watch the A-Team. It would be like, if they wanted to watch, then I would get to watch. But I still, I still played a lot. I played a lot of A-Team. But what I have right here in my hand that we're going to bust into in a, in, in a sec is a pack of uh, A-Team trading cards by Tops. There are 10 cards, one sticker, and one pack of gum. I got these. I think they cost like $4.99 shipped. Not that much. Trading card individual packs are not that much. You can still find a lot of bargains out there. There are, let's see, I'm on trading card database, tcdb.com. There are 66 cards in the set. And in my opinion, the gem of the set is number two, a card that says he's bad. And it has B.A. Barakas on it. That's the rookie card of B.A. Barakas. Then you go down to number 11. That's the rookie card of Hannibal Smith. And then I think this one here, might have Face Man on it. Number 10 might be the rookie of Face Man. Then you have number... Well, I honestly, I'm looking down the list. And I would go for number 25 to be the one of Face Man I would want. Because it says the Face Man is here. Then it has, I'm thinking number 40 might be the number one of Murdoch. But uh, anyway, let's, um, let's bust into this. And we're going to see what we got. I want to open it up. These are usually very easy to open without destroying the wrapper. I like to keep the wrappers because they are very cool. So the gum is on there. The gum is on the back of this card. It came off easily enough, but it did leave a gum stain. And that was the checklist. We'll sit that over there. For the sticker, we got a sticker of Colonel Hannibal Smith. 
That's a good one. And then there's a, one of the van. Then here is a card of Hannibal in disguise. Then is a, a card of the girl, Amy. Amy, was that her name? So we got that one. Here's another one of the van. Here is one of some, it's a, it's like a big rig. Here's a card of Mr. T on it, and he goes, I won't fly. And he's pointing at himself. That's cool. We'll put this one over here in the good ones. Another one of Hannibal. Uh, don't give me no bull. I mean, another one of BA. It says, don't give me no bull. We'll sit that one over here. He's got the double biceps, bicep flex. And then card number 54, Madman. And it has, uh, it has face on it. I'm going to say overall, we didn't do that great. The Hannibal sticker is really cool. The I Won't Fly with B.A. Barakis, that's card number 41, that one's cool. And then this other one here, 47, is also cool with B.A., but, like, we didn't get the B.A. rookie, but we're coming off a few weeks in a row where we got the uh, Jennifer Connelly rookie, and then we got the, um, we got the Sigourney Weaver rookie, so, like, we're far, far, far ahead of the game in this card thing, but, uh, we didn't really kill it this time, that's... That's kind of a bummer. Let's see what it says on the back of this one here. This is uh, card number 41, I Won't Fly. Be a box at the idea of flying. I ain't getting in no plane, especially if that maniac is driving. That's that. You understand, Hannibal? I ain't getting in no plane. But yet, they always tricked him into getting into the plane in the end. So, there is that. They did not respect him enough to, uh, listen to the gum snap. Hold on. It didn't snap. It's kind of soft. Let's give it a chew. Hold on. Mm, you know what? This one is just stale bubblegum. Kind of, it's passable. It's passable bubblegum. It's not good by any means, but it is. You could chew it. If this was like the last piece of gum in the world, you could chew it. Let's, uh, let's put these cards back into the pack. That's what I like to do. Generally, I'll like just fold them back in here and then I can sit the pack on display. I have like a little box with a bunch of packs in it. And they look, they look cool because it's a very nice waxy picture of the A-team. You got FaZe, B.A., Murdoch, Amy, and Hannibal. Very, very cool. Topsy came through again. I'm digging it. On the back, there's an ad for Bazooka Gum. It says, Bazooka has it all. It's the juiciest, bubble-blowingest bubblegum around. You'll love the comics and great prizes, too. So go get a handful. Go get a handful of that, and we shall move forward in the show. <laughs> This week in Japanese League Baseball. With the Japanese League currently an all-star slash Olympic break, let's take a look at the current standings. The Tigers are in the lead in the CL with the Giants two games behind. The Swallows 2.5, the Dragons 12.5 games back, the Carp 13.5, and the Bay Stars both 14 games back. Over in the Pacific League, the Buffaloes are in the league with the Eagles 1.5 games back, the Marines 2.5 back, the Hawks 4, Lions 6.5, and the Fighters a full 10 games back. Next week, we'll take a look at the All-Star game as well as the Home Run Derby. So until we meet again, this has been This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. Hey, 
Hey, this is me, I see Robots. We're back with another super exciting, uh, super fun segment known as We Built This City on Getting Swole. That's the one where we talk about going to the gym. That's the one where we only care about two things in this world. That is our peaks, meeting our giant bulging biceps and our freaks. That's the lovely uh, men and women in our life that uh, take care of us, put up with us, and, you know, give us a reason to get, get up out of bed every morning. I... I've been going to the gym on the reg, which is good. I, I've managed to like maintain, which is which is good because sometimes it's like it's really easy to um really easy to fall off. I've been I've been steady maintaining to my uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday schedule over at a uh, good old Bennett's gym where I'm hanging and clanging, bench pressing, and doing things like that. But I've also I also added in something else, which it which I think is good to do from from time to time on the off days. So far, it's like two of the off days out of the available uh, four because I, I need some recovery time, dude. The gym, like, the gym honestly, like, beats me to death. It beats me to death. But I feel like, I feel like in the end, it's all going to be worth it. But on the off days, we've started playing tennis over at the uh, middle school. They have a bunch of courts. I think there's like six courts all in all. And, and from time to time, there's like, there's people over there playing or people over there getting lessons. But it's not like... It's not like you can't, like, get in anytime you want. So we go over there, and we'll, like, volley the ball back and forth. The wife, the wife is a much, much, much better tennis player than me now. Both of us are not great in any way, but she is a lot better than me. Like, if you hit it right at her, she can hit it right back to you. Whereas with me, it's iffy if I'm going to hit it back. What we're trying to do right now is just, like, we're trying to, like, volley as long as we can. We want to just, like, keep it going as long as we possibly can. We're not trying to, like... Not trying to, like, score points on each other because I think that, like, at this point with our skill level, it'd be too easy to hit the ball in a manner that the other person can't hit back. It's much, much more difficult skill-wise to get it to them, have them hit it back, and then you hit it back at them. So we've been doing that, but, like, man, that's killing me, too. Tennis is mad hard. The, like, running across, stopping, like, suddenly stopping, and then running back across again, stopping running back and stopping. The herky-jerkiness, dude, it is taking so much out of my legs, but it's good. It's good to, like, it's good to add some things into your uh, repertoire every once in a while. Like, I'll, um, from time to time, I'll, I'll take up biking, and I'll, I'll hit my bike up, like, a lot. I haven't done that. I haven't done that very much recently, because when I'm over at, uh, when I'm over at Bennett's hanging and clanging, I'm working my legs pretty heavy. Like, I want to have, like, not, like, mighty legs. I don't want to have, like, big, giant, He-Man-like legs. I want to have, like, strength in my legs, though. I want to have, like, I want to be able to jump high and, like, walk for super long distances and be able to, like, climb up things easily. You know, that kind of stuff. So I, I do, like, leg presses and, like, various, like, thigh master type exercises. So my legs are, like, always so geeked out that, like, the idea of getting on my bike and going for a ride is just like it's an anathema to what I to what I need to make it through the day. But um, the tennis is good. The tennis is good for the uh for the working out, working the legs, working the cardio, doing the movements. I want to give another shout out to my guy Esquilito. We've been um we've been doing the battle ropes at the gym. Those are those big ropes that you like you um you hold one in each hand and you like whip them up and down and stuff. We've been doing that on the reg every workout. After we hit the weights, we'll do the uh. We'll do the battle ropes. We're trying to go for like 10 minutes. Like 10 minutes of actual factual cardio with the ropes. And man, this is mad hard. I leave like a giant pile of sweat. I end up like doubled over like huffing and puffing. This is so hard, but it's worth it. So I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to my homie because I would not have thought about doing it to the degree that I am if he wouldn't have given me the tip. I was, I was looking for some cardio to do and like the bike hurts my legs the elliptical hurts my knees. I got crummy knees, and he recommended I do the ropes, and I've been doing the ropes, and I think that I'm having a super great time. I I think that it's important that we all be there, and it's important that we all like give each other 
gym tips when when the the opportunity arises. I wanted to uh I wanted to take a quick second here and examine a, a gym jam. I think that like when you go down to the gym, it's like super important to have the right music. It is super duper 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 important. Like the right jam will pull you out of like out of a rut pull you up into being strong again. It'll increase your cardio time. It'll really just like, it'll do everything for you. And I wanted to share one of those um, that really gets me moving really quick here. Let me uh, find it. I'm gonna play it and then we shall talk about it. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, all that no friends of mine. That song is, of course, The Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. I love this song as much as I love almost any song in all the world of songs. It came out in 1982, and as I understand it, it is a uh, it is somewhat of a protest song against uh, club bouncers not allowing people to pogo in the new wave synth pop type scene type clubs back in the uh, back in good old jolly old. But I I like I just think this song is so great. It's so upbeat. It's so fast tempoed. The lyrics are neat. Everything about it really like really keeps me going. This is one, for example, if I was like, let's say I'm running on the elliptical machine. I'm doing the battle rope. Shout out to Esqualito. I'm doing that. And all of a sudden this song comes on the mix. I'm going to stay. I'm going to get the courage. I'm going to find my way to make it through all the way to the end of the song because I love it so much. So it's like, it's going to be adding an additional three minutes to my workout. So you got to, you got to have songs like that. I think the last song we examined when we were doing gym jams was um, Mother by Danzig. And that's like, that's an amazing song when you're doing the bench press and you need to find like strength on the inside to lift something up off your chest. But this one, this one has more of like an up-tempo vibe and it'll keep your legs moving when your legs don't want to go. I think the song is just so awesome. And in a, in a side note, in a sad side note, it always, it always makes me think of Toys R Us because I feel like almost every time I went into Toys R Us, I would hear this song bump through the Toys R Us playlist. Not necessarily like kids bop, but like kids friendly versions of songs. I would hear this one almost every time I was in there. So every time I hear this song, I'm reminded of uh, the days of yore that were better than the days of now. But I I like this one. I didn't like it so much back in the day. Back in the day when I was a kid, I remember back at Binkley Elementary, there was like, there was like this, this like conflict between dude who liked rock and dude who liked new wave music. And I was definitely on the side of the guys who liked rock, even though I didn't really like listen to almost any modern music at the time because I was a total nerd and I would listen to like oldies on KFRC. This was where they were playing like 40s and 50s music as the oldies, not like 60s and 70s music like they do now. But like there was like this heavy conflict between the rockers and the new wavers. And I I sided with the rockers because they just happened to be the dudes that I hung out with because they liked uh, D&D and things like that. And this song... This song went against all of our rock and roll uh, ethics. And also, in the video, the guys are dancing around like they're at Ren Fair. And I remember that that turned me off because at the time, like, Ren Fair was in full effect. And you would see dudes around here who were, like, full into that Renaissance Fair vibe, wearing, like, their Renaissance clothes, the girls in their bodices, the guys with their scarves and their pants and their Ren Fair language. And I was just, like, I was not into that. Like, later in life, I remember... One of my best homies got super heavy into the rent fair lifestyle. Like every weekend he was going out to the rent fair and I was never, I was never into it. I didn't have rent fair clothes. I didn't want to dress Renaissance. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. Cause I was like, I was too heavy into my hip hop vibe, hip hop, hip hop. And it would like, it would really stain me. Someone saw me in like a floppy Renaissance hat with a feather and like those 
baggy renaissance pants and the flowy shirt like a pirate. If somebody would have saw me that, if somebody would have seen me in that, they would have pulled my Rinkin Valley street card. Like, right away. So I was not into that. And these guys in the video, they were into that Renfair vibe. So I wasn't into it. But, like, once I grew up, expanded my mind, opened myself up to other forms of music, other forms of things, this was a song that I really, really grew to love. It's just so up-tempo. It's so happy. And it really... It really uh, keeps me going. I think I'm getting the sign from Grandmaster Grandpa. I get it. We gotta we gotta move forward into the show. We're gonna jump into the next segment. We've got a paid advertisement for uh, Pooptronics Food Cubes. Here we go. And now a paid advertisement for Pooptronics Food Cubes. This is 007. Roger Moore for Pooptronics Food Cubes. Let's take a giant step back for mankind and eat one, shall we? Hmm. Pooptronics Food Cubes. Available in brown, for your mouth only. For your mouth only. Pooptronics brand food cubes. Get some now. Up next, a look at this week's flea market acquisitions. We, uh, we had another pretty good, uh, week at the flea market. Let me, um, I apologize. I gotta roll over here and get the things that I got again. I gotta, I'm far away from the microphone. I apologize. Here's the, uh, here's the thing. We had a pretty good week over at the flea market. The flea market's in full effect over at the Veterans Building. We also went to the, to the Sebastopol flea market in good old, uh, Sebastopol, I guess. I meant to say we went to Migley's flea market in good old Sebastopol, but I, in fact, said Sebastopol twice, but, uh, we had a good time. We had a, a really, really fair time at the flea. It wasn't, it wasn't as big as the week before. It feels like the first week was big, the second week was a little less, and this week is even a little less, and then actually, this upcoming week is going to be even less because the, uh, the Sonoma County Fair is in full effect, and they use the Veterans Building where the flea market is as a parking lot, so the flea market's going back to Santa Rosa Avenue, so it was, like, a few good fun weeks, a couple bad weeks, then, uh, maybe back to normal again. Let's Let's take a look at what I got at the good old flea. The most important, coolest thing I got was a lunchbox. Shout out to my guy, Phil, the lunchbox king, St. Louis Cardinals fan. But, uh, I myself, I am a lunchbox aficionado. I have, um, I have what some people would call a good collection, but it's nothing, nothing like Phil's. Nothing like a world-class, uh, collection of lunchboxes. But I do... I do have a fair share of them, and this is one that I'm very happy to get up on because it crosses over into two interests of mine. It is a McDonald's lunch box with good old Ronald McD on the front. And as you guys know, I am a bit of a bit of a McDonald's aficionado, and um, this this covers these both very well. I'm looking at it, and it says Ronald McDonald, Sheriff of Cactus Canyon. It has like a cowboy motif. He's sitting on a rocking chair with like a like a piece of wheat, wearing a cowboy hat, and there's there's Early Bird, and then on the other side you see Grimace is like tying up a wagon. There's the Hamburglers helping out. I I don't know if he's helping out as much as maybe he's popping out of a barrel and they're lassoing him. I think that's actually what's happening. There's a Fry Guy, Mayor McCheese. This one came out in 1982. I got this for ten bucks. That's more than I'll usually spend at the flea market. I'm not. I'm not a flea market big spender. I feel like if I want to go there and spend big, I might as well just, like, go to the store and buy stuff. I'm looking for bargains. I'm looking for things on the cheap. But I couldn't... I couldn't pass this up. I bought it from a guy who I... I buy lots of things from in the past. I've heard Homie mention that at one point he owned a comic store. And I... I mean to ask him that. 
about that as our relationship advances. But at this point, we're still we're still new friends. But I bought that from him. I also got a couple uh a couple little Ronald McDonald tumblers. They're very small, little uh maybe like children's juice cups. They're plastic. I got these both for a dollar. There's two of them. They came out in 1978, and they have Ronald on it. And it looks like he's at the zoo. He's jumping ropes with two, two monkeys. Then I bought a couple Blu-rays. I bought these at the Sebastopol flea market. So let's let's actually factually let's finish up the Santa Rosa flea market purchases. Then we'll move on to Sebastopol. Sorry about the banging. I put those. I keep everything in the lunchbox that I bought today because I was going to talk about it later. I got two. Fisher Price Adventure People. I got both of these for uh, 50 cents each, so they're a dollar combined. They're two females. They come from the uh, like the oceanographer playset. I got the one that's in the swimsuit with the feathered hair, and then the one that's like more like a nurse. She's a little more, little more uh, professional looking. She's not wearing a bathing suit. She's wearing nurse's gear. But I got both of those, and they're both very, very cool, and I'm happy about that. Happy to get them at uh, such a low price. Check this out. This is how I found them. I was waiting for the wife. She was looking at something way down the way, and I said, you know, just dig into this pile here. Just dig into this pile, see what you can find. Maybe while you're waiting for her, you'll come up with something. And I found both these adventure people, so I was happy about that. Then we moved over to the uh, Sebastopol flea market, and I bought two Blu-rays. I got Looper, the Ryan uh, Johnson movie with Bruce Willis and Joe Gordon-Levitt. I like this movie. It's not like the greatest movie of all the times in space, but it's definitely like a rewatchable movie and I got that and then I also got this uh, nice Criterion collection of the um French Connection which I which I have never seen and I mean to rectify that the Gene Hackman classic Academy Award winner I've never seen it I'm gonna watch it this Saturday by the time you hear it I'll have already seen it so don't get in my back about not having seen this by now but um I bought this from a guy who I don't normally buy things from because he he just strikes me as a little weird. Dude's a little weird. I don't know why, so I kind of avoided him. But I, I wanted these two Blu-rays. He had a big, big, big bin of Blu-rays. And I decided to, like, I'm thinking through him, and he's being friendly. He's talking to me, and I'm trying to be polite. But, um, you know, it's going how it's going. And then I pull these two out, and I'm like, how much for these two? And he goes, $5. And I go, okay, that's cool. So I give him the fiver for both of them. And he goes, you know, I really like your beard, and I like your shirt. I was wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt. It was nice weather out, and I was trying to trying to look happy, trying to look good. And he goes, I like your beard. I like your shirt. You're very handsome. And I said, oh, you know, thank you very much. And I kind of I kind of peacocked up a little bit. It's nice to have somebody to tell you that you're handsome. So I said, thank you very kindly, sir. And I went about the rest of my day feeling uh, a little energized by getting a nice compliment from somebody, from a nice gent. But then we moved on a little bit more and I found, this is probably the coolest thing I found, definitely the coolest thing that I found that day. I got a Captain Crunch Bow Sun Whistle. This is the famous whistle that people used to use when they were doing, like, phone freaking. I guess, like, there's some kind of a way that you can, like, blow a tone into the phone with this whistle. Let's see how, how it sounds. Like, you can blow some kind of a tone into it that you would be able to use to get free long-distance calls back in the day. I don't know how that works. I'm certain I couldn't do it, but I've always wanted one of these whistles for two reasons. One, because it's like a cool little piece of hacking history. And also because I have a little, small little collection of like Captain Crunch things. I'm a fan of the Captain Crunch mascot and I wanted to get one. But when I looked on the online, these would sell for like 60, 70, 80, sometimes a hundred dollars. I'm not even kidding. People would pay like a hundred dollars for them. But I got one here right in my hand, and I paid 25 cents. So I'm very happy I'm going to put that with my Captain Crunch stuff. And also, attached to it, it's a keychain whistle, and it has one of those neat little 
little uh, plastic phone keychains that you would sometimes be able to get from like the phone company if you went down there in person for some for some reason. It's like a small little pink telephone. Let's try to see what it says on the bottom. This is going to be hard. It says the princess phone. It's little, it's lovely, and it lights. I remember they had a place in Cottingtown, Cottingtown Mall, where you could go to buy phones from the phone company or get your phone repaired, whatever. It was it was right next to, I think it was Long's, or maybe it was Thrifty's at the time. But if you would go into there, they had a bowl. And inside the bowl, they had all these little telephone keychains. And I always wanted to go in and get one because they were like G.I. Joe size. They're a little bigger than G.I. Joe size, but I thought it was fun to have, have like Duke talking on the phone or Snake Eyes talking on the phone. This is a... It's a rotary phone, in case you were wondering. It's a rotary phone, a little pink plastic rotary phone keychain. It's attached to the Bosun whistle. One thing I remember about this place where they sold phones. If you went in there as a kid and just tried to get a keychain out of the bowl, they would always chase you away. They wouldn't let you get one unless you were with a parent. They were really, really strict with these little keychains. But still, over the years, I got very many of them. And now, now I have another. I got a Bosun whistle. I got a McDonald's lunchbox. I got some Blu-rays. I got a compliment. Overall, very successful day at the flea market. Had a great time. You are listening to World's Famous. Now think of a person with strong magnetic qualities. I see robots. This will be your role model for today's listening session. What is a characteristic of this person that you would most like to emulate today? I mean, nothing really. Maybe like his beard and shirt? I don't know. I feel fine. That's uh, that's great that you feel fine, but there's, you know, there's always stuff that you can learn from other people, and hopefully you guys learn something from me. I always learn something from you. For example, I learned about those battle ropes from a guy, Esqualito. Shout out to him again. We went to the gym, and I did them again, and I am dying. But uh, it's all good in the hood, man. We all... We all learn from each other. We're all, um, we're getting up on it right now. We're getting up on the, uh, toward the end of the show. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, uh, is worth, worth mentioning before we head for the hills, before we toss this one in the toilet and flush. I'm thinking, oh yeah, I, uh, I went to the movies the other day. Let's talk about that for one sec. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper, but you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? We are back for another super exciting, super quick section called At the Movies with Icy Robots. I went to the movies on a Monday afternoon. I saw I saw the latest by M. Night Shyamalan. It was a movie that goes by the name of Old. And the basic idea is of this. A, a family on vacation gets tricked into going to a beach, and on that beach, you age rapidly. I think I read somewhere on the internet that you're like, you're going through one day of your life every eight minutes. So over the course of the entire day, you are going to age out and die. And over the course of the movie, you watch the people on this beach start to age out and die. It's very unsettling. It made me feel very weird. But that's that's what you want when you go see a thriller. This is very typical for like an M. Night Shyamalan movie if you're down with our guy M. Night ever since the days of like Sixth Sense or Signs or whatever like myself. You'll probably like this movie. I liked it. I thought it was fine. I had a good time, even though I left feeling, like, very, very, very unsettled. I felt very uncomfortable the whole time. It makes you really, like, question your morality. It makes you think about what it's going to be like when you pass away and all these things. And it's, like, just makes you feel bad. But that's what you want when you go see a movie like this. And I definitely left feeling bad. I thought it was okay to feel that way. This was that sort of a movie. It was meant to make you feel whack. On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic. (laughs) 
I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Signs by M. Night Shyamalan a solid three mics. Three mics. I really did have a good time seeing it, though. We went on a Monday afternoon. There was a few people there. There was maybe, I'm going to say, up to, like, ten people in the entire theater. I thought that was pretty good for, like, a, um, for, like, a Monday morning, mid-afternoon, early afternoon kind of show. I think it was, I think it was 12.45 that we went. We actually went to the theater in Runner Park. We don't normally go there, but we were, um, we were over there doing something with the car, and we ended up, uh... We ended up dipping that place out. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Nice theater. The reading, reading 16 in Rotor Park. They have the, they have the old school seats. They don't have like the recliners. I'm a fan of the old school seats. I don't want to be too comfortable. I'm there to see a movie. I'm not there to take a nap. I want to be like, I want to be like a little fidgety in my seat because my back's a little uncomfortable. It helps me focus on the movie. If I, if I lay down in a nice, nice cozy recliner, sure. I'm more comfortable, but am I paying more attention to the movie? I don't think so, but, uh, that's just me, man. You know, whatever, whatever you prefer. Let's, uh, let's dig into our animal spirit guide card and see what, uh, kind of guidance we can get. We can get from the animal kingdom. These are messages from your animal spirit guide oracle cards by the great Stephen D. Farmer. Let's, uh, let's open the box, go through the cards. I'm just gonna, just gonna pull the one right off the top. The one that we got here is the honeybee. The honeybee says, let compassion and forgiveness be your top priority in every situation. I find that to be true, man. It's better to just let things go. It's better to just, like, let things slide than to hold on to them. It's important also to remember to, like, you gotta forgive yourself. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. We all look dumb. We all do something goofy. And it's best to just, best to just push that out of your mind. Best to just let it slide. Of course, you want to... You want to try to learn from situations like that so maybe you don't make the same mistake again if it if it fills you with the kind of regret that you have to forgive but um you just got to you just got to let it slide just got to let it go just got to move on with life the honeybee the honeybee knows from whence it speaks i i see a lot of bees out in my backyard lately which is nice remember when you were like a kid the idea of like seeing a bee would like send you running in terror like oh my gosh it's a bee i'm going to run for my life now I, when i see one i practically I want to pet them, you know, like I want to reach out and pet them because they look so fuzzy. I dig them, man. We've got a lot of flowers out in the back and the bees come and they pollinate them and then they move around and they do all kinds of cool bee stuff. I dig it. It's great. I I think we're all set to get up out of here, man. I think this is, uh, I think this is enough show for one person for one week. You want to make sure to check out the feed all the time, the Icy Robots radio feed. We got new shows going up from our guy Carlos over at GeekFest Rants. We've also been posting some classic GeekFest rants, some blasts from the past that are, that are really cool. There was one about Starlog the other day that I thought was great. And hey, man, they're all new to you. If you haven't heard them, they're brand new to you. These are some good... Good listening. My man Gino Vega's been doing some great shows. He was talking about He-Man the other week, and then he now he's at Disneyland enjoying life. Things are great for the uh, Vega family at the at the new manor. They haven't moved into the new manor yet, but they will. They will move into the manor, and things will be great. The world will be awesome. The sun will shine over all of us again. Hey, make sure to head over to uh, icrobots.com. Alert. Alert. If you are truly a friend, you will go to icrobots.com and look around. ICRobots.com. That's the blog. We can find links to all the shows, but I've also been posting some writing. I'm trying to get back into the swing of doing a little bit of a little bit of blogging. I've been following up with some uh, some cards and posting pictures of things and talking about things. Posting some of my old toy pics with like some behind the scenes data, like where I took them. 
the situations, the circumstances, things like that. So check that out, icrobots.com. I'm trying to get something up there every day, maybe every other day, and so far, so good. The more support I get from you guys, the more likely it will stay so far, so good. So icrobots.com. And I think that, uh, I think that's it. I think that's, um, everything there is to know. All the news, it's fit to print. So until we meet again, my guys, this is me, uh, Ice Robot signing off saying, hey, you know, uh, be like the bee. Forgive yourself. It's very important to do so. All right, um, man, bring in the organ. And you know I got to have that. a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite. Live out the first law and make yourself preservation. If the show doesn't help you, change the station. If you don't want peace in the world, love, peace, and happiness in an endless world. If all you want to do is keep the whole world back, you're the one that's whack. And we're world's, world's, world's famous. Yo, slick, blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everyone. Right there up on the wall. Everybody love everyone.